The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. Summer isn't fun when you're hungry. If only I had a big test today. Or a book report to give. Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk grill clean. So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun. I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. School might end, but free lunches don't have to. Find your local Feeding America food bank for help. Together, we're Feeding America. To find your local Feeding America food bank, visit feedingamerica.org slash summer meals. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, good morning. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. Happy Monday, everybody. I have two very special guests on this morning. I have Ruth Harrells joining us. First up, she's the development director of Vital Link, and I recently went to a great event here at UCI called Kids 2.0, and they're very involved in linking businesses to kids and preparing them to tour careers in technology and other things. And it's a great way to get your kids out of a funk. So we're going to talk about an event that's coming up called STEM 7, the Arts Center Career Showcase on April 12th to the 14th at the OC Fair. It's actually a bigger version of Kid 2.0, and it's geared towards middle school, high school, and community college students. And at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have special guest Fernando Navarro of the Almighty Grind and sample a little of his tunes uh, they're also in an upcoming contest, and I believe they're number four. So we're going to talk to Fernando about 9.30. So first up, this is Ruth Harrell. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing? Good. I was so impressed with this event at UCI. I'm so glad you were able to make it. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. It was packed. Yeah, I think it was beyond expectations, which is a really good thing because it means people are starting to think more in that direction of STEM education for kids. Now tell me about Vitalink. Okay, um, Vitalink is a nonprofit organization uh, and we provide career exploration programs for students, primarily high school students, but we've recently expanded to include middle school and community college level. But by 
career exploration programs, I'm talking about several different things that we have going on. And one of the really interactive, hands-on things that we do is we take our exhibits out on the road to schools, and we set up in their gymnasium Mm -hmm. for a day. And the students get to come in and try on, you know, a medical career uh, with diagnostics or with uh, CPR, or we have engineering, we have eco-friendly things, we have... uh, all kinds of uh, wind-generated things and just fun stuff that it get, piques their interest in a particular career path that they might not otherwise think about. Now, how long has this program been around? The, the exhibits have been around for about four years now. Vital Link's been around for 22 years, wow. but had started uh, years ago writing curriculum. Mm-hmm. And we still do write curriculum, and we also sell personal portfolios for people to be able to get their resume up and get ready for interviews and that type of thing. But we uh, have really morphed into this career exploration uh programs where we have the exhibits, we do site tours, we do internships, we have uh, job shadowing and mentor programs, uh, all kinds of things that we do for the students. But we also work with uh, the Department of Education and we facilitate their advisory boards. And the really cool thing about the advisory boards is that a panel of experts from any particular field or industry uh, talks with educators. So the educators get to learn what in their current curriculum is relevant, what is outdated, and what needs to be added. And so they begin to learn from the people that are hiring students, what does that student need as uh, skills for us to want to hire them. And so it's a great conversation that goes on between the professionals and the educators, and uh, a, a lot of new partnerships come out of that. I love that you're taking kids at a young age yeah. and you're planting the seed. Absolutely, because we've learned more and more just as a country that to be competitive, our kids need to start learning uh, these pathways early on. So we keep going younger and younger, but it, it's, it's the whole spectrum. Uh, but they really do need to learn uh, those skills. Uh, in order for them to be hireable by the businesses that we have here, because so many of them, particularly in engineering, are importing people from outside the country because they're not finding the talent and the educated students here in the United States. So it's crucial for us to uh, create a, a better future and for the students to be able to know that these careers exist. I would also think that I have kids myself, It keeps kids out of trouble, keeps kids focused. Oh, yeah. You know, because they get tuned into something at a young age. And, you know, just that little moment when they go, ah, I I like that. And it's something they want to pursue as a teen. And then it builds on, you know, you know, it could be a whole career path or, as you said, an internship, a summer job. Right. One thing leads to another thing. And, you know, as opposed to just this... Apathy, which just you know, I don't know what I want to do, and it, I, I think it's wonderful. Right, it really is, and uh, we call it that light bulb moment, mm-hmm. and it's really helping the student figure out what are my talents and passion, and how do I marry that with a career. 
So everybody doesn't need to follow the same path. Right. You know, there are some career paths they can choose that they go to school for a certificate and they can start working in that field right away, or they can go to a community college and get an AA and start working. And then there are the ones that are going to go to a four-year university, but everybody doesn't have to do that, and everybody can't afford it. And what's happening these days is students are going to get a four-year university because they think that's what they're supposed to do, and then they get finished with it, and they're like, now what do I do? And I'm not really even that interested or passionate about this particular field. So helping somebody find that passion earlier on helps them find a career path that's going to be great for the rest of their lives. They'll be happy, they'll be productive, and they'll be glad they did it. You know, I know people that have followed career paths because maybe their parents have pushed them into it, and they they were convinced that was for them. I remember having a roommate at one point who was an attorney, and she was miserable. Yeah. And she dropped it, and she went to Vermont and started writing romance novels. (laughs) I love it. And she had never been happier. And the point is that, you know, sometimes you're not following your heart. You're having somebody else influence you. Right. And that's no good. And when you can find your own path, that's amazing. Well, and that's what's great about having the parents involved, too. And I think you saw that at Kid 2.0 because the parents had to bring the kids there so they can see some alternatives that maybe they didn't even know existed. But to be able to see their child, the eyes light up and that spark get ignited, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. And, you know, we're not going to erase that old habit of, you know, trying to make your child go into a field that you think they should or because it's something, you know, it's some family tradition. But being able to allow them to find their passion is really key in finding a, a career that you're happy with the rest of your life. And uh, we we see this happen. It's kind of a great experience for the students. We do this uh, surgery reenactment once a year down at Saddleback Memorial. What is that? Well, we have 300 kids come in, and what happens is the actual professionals from uh, paramedics to emergency room technicians to uh, anesthesia and nurses and uh, x-rays and all the diagnostics, all the way into whatever emergency surgery, the surgeon is there. The kids are sitting in the auditorium, the learning auditorium of the hospital, and they hear the sirens and they see the patient, who is an actor, he's actually a volunteer of ours, get rolled in on a gurney, and then they go through the entire process of who greets them, what kind of questions are asked, what sort of things take place with the patient, and at each step of the way... The professional will stop what they're doing, turn around, talk to the audience of students and say, I'm so-and-so, and and this is what I do for a living, and here's how I got here. Oh, I love it. And some of these people, you know, they didn't know right away out of school that this is, I wanted to be an anesthesiologist. You know, they might have gone two or three other routes before they did it and went back to school or, you know, found that, wow, I really do like being a physician's assistant. So they went to the proper schooling for that. But whatever it is, the students see there's so many alternatives to uh, being in the medical profession without having to say, I want to be a doctor. Yes. And they also learn that, you know what, if I decide, make this decision after I've decided to do something else, that's okay too, because... If it's something I really feel I want to do, I'll do it. I love it. And also, you're breaking stereotypes. I mean, you've got young girls who decide they want to be, you know, something that they never thought they could be, that maybe they thought a boy would be. And you have boys saying, you know, I think I'll become a nurse. Oh, absolutely. 
that's that's what's cool about we have this um, performance engineering and energy invitational, and part of that will be at the STEM uh, showcase this coming weekend. But it's high school teams working with uh, their instructors and uh, engineers and university uh, professors to design a vehicle that will be uh, eco-efficient. And the ultimate race is how far, how fast on a dollar's worth of fuel, whatever that alternative fuel is. And last year's team was a high school group, not a university group, and it was a team of girls. Nice. And so, you know, it does break down stereotypes, Mm -hmm. and it it shows everything that we do is hands-on, interactive, and shows the students you can do whatever you want to do. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. Yes, yes. So this has really grown tremendously, hasn't it? It, It's huge, yeah. And um, the STEM showcase for next weekend, this is only our second year for it, and it's grown amazingly. We had... We're part of the OC Youth Expo, which the fairgrounds has invited us to be a part of because they know they want to expand their demographic from just including the younger children in a lot of the agriculture and 4-H type things, but to have the elementary school, the middle school, the high school students come and see what the world is about, really. They, yes. they get to see all kinds of ways that they can uh, make a living for themselves and do something that they're passionate about. And the, um, the growth of the STEM showcase, we, we had one building last year, and the fairgrounds is allowing us to use three buildings this year. That is incredible. And, and so it's not all about STEM. That's why we say, and the arts as well. We have performer, performing arts, and they're going to have some competitions. We have culinary. We have uh, digital media arts, and there's competitions there with uh, photography and video. And so there's all kinds of creative things going on, too, and understanding that whatever field you go into, that your, cre- your creativity and your creative juices uh, are utilized even if you're um, an engineer, or I should say, especially when you're an engineer. And I learned Mm -hmm. something recently from some folks at Boeing, that they look at people's resumes, and certainly they're interested to know what kind of schooling they got and what kind of education for engineering and what degrees. But they also look at what are their creative endeavors, because that tells them how creative is this person in problem solving. Mm -hmm. Because if you can look at the world creatively, whether it's, painting or sculpting or dancing or singing or making food, you can also look at the world creatively when you're solving an engineering problem. Yes. So it all gets tied together and really in a unique way that is not offered um, in schools. They, you can't do it at home because it's, it's just it's too overwhelming. There are so many possibilities there to be able to show a student all of these different possibilities in one setting can be a little overwhelming, but it can also be, oh my gosh, I never thought of this before. And they get to just try it on for a day. And you know what? If it's interesting, you go on to the next one, but at least you have the opportunity. I have to say, when we showed up at the uh, Kids 2.0 event here at UCI, there were so many kids. I I couldn't believe how many people showed up. And there were so many great hands-on experiences for the kids. Yeah. And that's the key. The hands-on really sparks the interest and it gets them involved. It's not. It goes beyond that um, that model of uh, you know, kind of a trade show thing where people yes. set up a booth and they have pamphlets and they hand them out. Yeah. No, this <laughs> is 
you get to try it. You get to touch it, feel it, smell it, hear it, do something that makes you involved in it, and then you can really understand what it's about. I have a question. Who's involved in developing this whole program, the STEM Cell 7 program? Um, well, our showcase, it, it's Vital Link. We're, we're the facilitators. We put it together. We have our own exhibits, but then we have 50 other exhibitors that are like Boeing and NASA and Toshiba and wow. Mercedes and Toyota. Oh, I love it. And uh, everybody, that, and we have businesses and we have nonprofits and we have colleges. And everybody that exhibits at the STEM showcase is required to have something hands-on and interactive for the students to be able to be involved in because we don't want it to be, hey, we're handing out pamphlets and we want you to know about what we do. I know. <laughs> so I know. Um, Vital Link uh, is the facilitator and the organizer and producer of the event, and we have lots of great uh, sponsors, the Orange County Department of Education with their OC STEM uh, being one of our uh, biggest sponsors and promoters and partners in this. And then uh, we also have all the different companies that come exhibit and the nonprofits. The interesting thing about the nonprofits is they are there to say, hey, students, you can volunteer with us and get some great real-life experience in a field that could apply to what you want to do in the future. That's right. So, uh, And then the schools, of course, are there to be able to promote their uh, programs for whatever uh, path the students choose to take. But they get to try on, you know, something. They're, they get creative in what kinds of things that they'll have for the students to be able to interact with. I think it's great because I remember being, I think, um, 13 or 14, and I had an internship at a hospital. Mm -hmm. I had no experience in a hospital. I would deliver flowers and do mail, and I'd even answer phones at the desk when people would check in. And it was a great experience. And what happened is that experience led to me working at Tufts New England Medical Center. Ah, yeah. And that was another internship at another level. And, you know, and then I remember just building my resume with these interesting things. And my grades weren't straight A's, but all those different things I've been telling my girls help in building a resume and making right. you a more interesting person. Exactly. And because the employers, potential employer, looks at that type of thing on a resume. You know, what are your outside interests? How involved are you in the community? What internships have you done? What volunteer work have you done? You know, and how did that contribute to the overall person that you are? And so you're absolutely right. It is important. And you never know what it might lead to. You could think you're headed in one direction, oh, and know. one day you find out, you find something that just piques your interest and your passion so much that you're, you cannot deny that you need to go down that road. That's right. Yeah. Because the field of healthcare is so enormous. There are so many different avenues. I remember getting involved in patient education videos, and then we were producing them, we were writing them, we were meeting with patients, we were storyboarding, and the next thing you know, I'm doing voiceover. I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> wide open. It is wide open, and when you mention the medical field, it reminds me of uh, this story one of our board members tells, and I just love it, so I repeat it all the time, but yes. um, it, it, it's about the medical field, and it's about students in a high school where these are at-risk students, so they've, they've gone to a separate high school to be able to finish their um, education, at least through the uh, high school degree. But they're uh, going to go on a field trip, but what they've been asked uh, before they go is, how many of you 
are um, really good at video games. And, of course, you know, they're very competitive. I am, I yes. am. And, you know, <laughs> how many of you are really good at, you know, using a joystick? Oh, I am. And so, great, Come on, you're, you're going on this field trip, and they don't know where they're going. They don't know what it's about, but they're going. Well, what it is is they end up going to the Da Vinci Robotics uh, Center, where surgeons learn how to use the Da Vinci Robotics in surgery. Amazing. And these students got to hands-on learn how to use this equipment, and there were surgeons there with them. And, in fact, the surgeon said, you guys have become as proficient in 10 minutes what took us 10 hours You're to accomplish. Kidding. And so some of these kids are like, oh, my gosh, I could, I could do this, and I could be in the medical field with something that I never thought would be a, a translatable skill, That's you know, right. with the, the joystick and the video games. But yes. it, indeed it is because it's so uh, translatable. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of a, a roundabout way where someone gets interested in something in the medical field where they never really thought had any interest in it before. I can definitely see how these would lead to internships. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and relationships that are formed at a young age. You know, uh, somebody goes through college, they reconnect with somebody that they had an internship with, and that's mm-hmm. how it works. You know. Well, and we have businesses that are developing internship programs more and more. In fact, we're highlighting one of those partnerships at our um, luncheon next weekend. But these folks uh, were part of an advisory board, and one of the engineers hooked up with one of the educators and had this conversation about, hey, you know, I would love to be able to place some students in an intern program. And he said, yeah, I would love to have interns. Well, it went from five interns to 34 intern positions in four months. Whoa. In four months. And now, and that's why we're highlighting it, because so many people talk about internships and they know that they're out there, but not every business has a formal intern program. And so I think once they learn how simple it is to set it up and they're willing to follow through with it and really um, mentor those students, then it's not only great for the students, but it's great for future uh, employees of any particular company or field. That's right. By the way, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Ruth Harrell. Is that how you pronounce your last Harrell. name? Harrell, excuse me. That's all right. Development Director of Vital Link. I'm your host, Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. You know what I was going to say? I was thinking how, you know, a lot of people, they switch gears uh, midlife or different stages of their life. And I bet this program is inspiring to even the parents, like, you know, thinking, you know, yeah, that career sounds kind of interesting. Exactly. When people realize that they can make that kind of change at any age, at any time in their life, then I think a whole world of possibilities opens up for them. I mean, for instance, myself, I, I am in the nonprofit world, but I didn't used to be. I was in banking for 14 years, and I did a lot of accounting and, and uh, account management for folks when I was working for myself. Mm-hmm. And one of my clients was a nonprofit, and that's how I got into it. And from there on, it was like, wow, I really, I really like this. I like this kind of work, and I like how it feels working because I've done a lot of volunteer work and continue to do so. But you just you find something, you go, oh, my gosh, I... 
I really like this. I think I want to do yes. this now. Yes. But until you get exposed to it, you you may not ever even think about it. So exposing the students to the possibilities is really what we're all about. Yes. And that's why the businesses love to partner with us and the educators love to partner with us because we can do something that they can't each do on their own. So we are literally the vital link, and I know that sounds really corny, but that's what we do. We link up those businesses with the educators so that they can form the partnerships and continue the programs that we set the spark for. Well, and these students are the future employees of some of these companies. Absolutely. That's the key. You know, that is the key. Congratulations, by the way. I know you uh, were featured on PBS SoCal. Oh, yeah. We were so fortunate. Uh, PBS SoCal is a great partner of ours as well, and they'll be at the STEM Showcase next weekend with a whole mini studio that they set up. But they chose us as one of their community, community champions last uh, July, That's I believe great. it was. And uh, it was great exposure for us. They created some and produced videos for us that we've been able to use promoting uh, what we do, and uh, we will continue to do so. And we're looking forward to what they produce out of this year's STEM showcase. And it's great. Where can people see those uh, videos they're producing? Um, on PBSSoCal.org. Uh, you can also go to our YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube and uh, go to Vital Link, okay. you can see, and I believe the uh, one of the PBS ones is one of the first ones that pops up. And it shows exactly what this showcase looks like, and it also talks about what Vital Link does overall. That's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think this is just, I know I said it earlier, but it is a great way to get out of the funk, whether you're you know, a student, you're a parent, um, just you get inspired going to these events. You really do, and I and I like how you say that because oftentimes we are in a funk, and at whatever age, you know, I don't know where to turn next. And so yes. this is just something that can help spark that interest in something new that could change your life. Absolutely. Any um, other information you want to provide? Any other events or website you want to throw out? Our website is vitallinkoc.org. Okay. And the big event coming up this weekend is free to the public, um, and it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the OC Fairgrounds. And it's part of their overall youth expo. Uh, Vital Link will be in Building 10, otherwise known as the Costa Mesa Building. All right. And it's a 36,000-square-foot exhibit hall that will be filled with career opportunities and options for uh, little kids, big kids, and adults. Did you say thirty? Excuse me, thirty-six thousand square feet. Yes, that's enormous. Yeah, it's huge. When we first saw the building empty, we we're like, "Oh my God, can we do this?" <laughs> and believe it or not, we did. And this year, it was like a snap to fill it up because anyone that was there last year wanted to be there again, and then people that heard about it and saw it wanted to be there. So uh, the important thing to know for the public is that it is open to the public. Friday is pretty much considered a field trip day. We have like 1,200 kids being bused in for hours in particular, but then the rest of the Youth Expo has kids being bused in too. It uh, doesn't mean the public can't be here, but be there, but just be aware that there's lots of students on Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, it's open to the public and it's free admission. I think they just pay for parking, right. and it's uh, 10 to 5 on Saturday and Sunday. 10 to 5. And 9 to 3 on Friday. I'm going to go early on the weekend because when I went to the UCI event, it was jammed. Yeah, it will be jammed. 
<laughs> Definitely. Well, good. I look forward to meeting you face to face. You too. <laughs> Ruth, thank you so much for calling into the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is great. And, you know, spread the word about Vital Link and the showcase itself. I will. I will. Very exciting. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Again, that was Ruth from Vital Link. She's the development director. And if you want more information, you can visit them on vitallinkoc.org and also view them on YouTube, Vital Link. Again, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. I'm your host, Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by Fernando Navarro from the Almighty Grind. glass of milk. That's gross. Well, count sheep or something. Mommy, you can do better than that. Well, do you have any other ideas? Oh, I know. I can listen to KUCI 88.9. Cool. That's exactly what I'm doing. Friend us on Facebook at KUCI FM and follow us on Twitter at KUCI FM. Want to make a difference? Live United. United Way is creating real, lasting change where you live by focusing on the building blocks of a better life, education, income, and health. Help create opportunities for everyone in your community. That's what it means to Live United. Go to liveunited.org for more information. A public service message brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hi, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm your host, Janine, and we are joined by Fernando Navarro from the Almighty Grind. Hey, how are you? Pretty good, thanks. How are you? Good, thanks for calling in. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So, congrats are in order. You're number four. Right, yeah, tell, we're very stoked, very stoked. <laughs> tell me about that. Um, basically, the um, it's Ernie Ball puts a competition for um, you know local artists, independent artists, to be able to um, compete, uh, basically, on a... It's fully online presence. You have mm-hmm. to get your fans to go to the website and vote. Um, and basically what they do is they pick um, the top the top three, I believe is what it is, and they basically you get a, a shot at playing a, one of the dates on the Warp Tour. That's great. And um, so it's great. So we're in for that competition. And also um, there's another type of competition that's held by local promoters that you actually have to perform live and you get judged on, you know, crowd uh, crowd reaction, performance, and tightness of the performance, cool. which we did last year, and we won the uh, Los Angeles competition. So Whoa. it was a great experience. Awesome. Congrats. 
And you've been in here at the station, haven't you? Yeah, actually, um, Israel Medina has, uh, he's the DJ that hosts Galactic Soup. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that gentleman, he's been uh, following us for a long time and uh, play, uh, spins our music on the show. So. All right. Yeah, I, I actually heard about you. I saw you, um, I think a picture and some clips on our website, KUCI.org, and also through some people I know, the oh, local great. community. And, um, yeah, somebody sent me, uh, Zoe, if you're listening, hey, Zoe, sent me um, some information about you, and I wanted to have you on the show. Yeah, no, we're, we're totally excited. We have a lot of... Um a lot of exposure now, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of buzz out there for us. Um, our Facebook page has like almost 9,000 likes, so wow. we're just, uh, it's really great. It's huge. So, yeah. It's huge. So tell me the history of the band, how long you've been together. You know, the band's been together for uh, about 15 years, believe it or not, 15 years. That's a long time. Yeah, a long time. So it uh, basically started with the high, uh, high school friends of mine, basically Mike Renaud and myself and a gentleman called, named uh, Orlando Costa. So we basically... Um, you know, started the band in 1998. Nice. That's great that you've been together a lot long. That doesn't usually happen. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> issues happen with bands. <laughs> no, definitely. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you get the name? Was it consensus you know, or? You know, the name, it's something we get asked uh, quite often. And basically to narrow it down, um, you know, most of us are in the band, you know, we've been in the corporate side and in, in, in the corporate world. Basically, mm-hmm. we have, you know, real jobs, I guess. Yes. And uh, it's basically been the struggle of balancing, you know, your passion as a musician and also, you know, dealing with your real responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, that's basically how it narrows it down. We basically, we, it's the almighty grind, you know. Yeah. <laughs> are some of you parents at this uh, point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I'm a parent. You know, I have uh, five children, believe it or not. Wow, five <laughs> yep. kids. Yeah, I've been married for 12 years and um, have five children. And, you know, I have a really uh, good day job and I have my, I do what I love to do in, in the evenings. You know what? That is incredible. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, five kids balancing it all. You know, sometimes I talk to women that one woman I spoke to, she's got, I think she said she had six kids and she's a drummer. And wow. it just amazes me. So um, that's just fantastic. Do you bring your kids sometimes to your gigs? Um, you know, the ones that are, you know, okay to bring them, like, you know, we've played the whiskey, you know, the, the, the Roxy, all the all-ages venues. They have attended to a couple of them, but mm-hmm. um, I actually took them to the Warp Tour last year when we performed, so they love that. They must so. think Dad is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've gone into, uh, you know, their classes and spoke and, you know, exposing kids to, uh, you know, music and just the arts in general. So. Yeah. Well, what's good is you're telling them, hey, listen, I've got this day job, but I also do what I love. Exactly. You know, and that's, you know, that's helped us actually get our name out there. We did a, uh, like a, a tour within high schools and middle schools, uh, you know, a few years back that basically we, we were promoting that. You know, the, the schools actually brought us in so we can explain to children that you can, lo- you know, you can go for a career and also do what you love to do and balance both of them, you know. Right. And that staying in school is important. Exactly, definitely. No, I love it. Tell me about the creative process of your songs. Are you all involved in the songwriting? Uh, For the most part, yeah, that's how it works. Usually, um, you know, we all write music independently, and, um, you know, we basically bring ideas to the the studio. We never, um, we don't take the approach of perhaps like me going into the studio and saying, hey, guys, you know, this is the song from start to finish. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, basically we throw the riffs be the baseline or, or even a beat from the drummer and we basically collaborate all of us together and uh, there's not one person that basically sort of dictates what happens to the entire song so oh that's great and I think that's what makes us you know we have I, I think we have an eclectic sound we have a lot of different influences and um, that's what makes it work for us you know some songs we write them in 15 minutes and some of them take longer and you got to put more work into them but yeah. 
So. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, you know, it's been it's crazy. Yeah, sometimes things just work, you yeah. know, and it's the vibes there. And, you know, we've played together so long that it's we kind of read each other's mind. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it sounds like there's also a lot of respect going on. Um, yeah, you know, we, we run it pretty... Uh, we run it like a company, basically. You know, my my our drummer Kevin McPherson. He's like, you know, him and I basically do a lot of the planning and um, all the albums that our three albums. We basically funded fund were funded by our, by us. You know, we mm-hmm. put the project plan on how to go into the studio, and we're very organized in that manner, so we can keep the budgets uh, low and get a high quality product. So that's good. What uh, where have you? I know you played at the Coach House, and where else have you been playing? You know, we've played. <laughs> Pretty much everywhere you can think of that's in within you know the local scene. Uh, we've done the, you know we we have a good presence in Hollywood and L.A. We've um, basically all over the place. Uh, we've played uh, just this year. Uh, we did the Sundance Film Festival, which was an amazing experience. Oh, you know, we right. did uh, two nights there, which was uh, an event that was sponsored by um, the company I work for, Avir. Yes, yes, yeah, so I they, know they that. sponsored the stage and uh, to benefit the nonprofit organization that the Gardaheart. Yeah, Gardaheart yeah. exactly. So it was like an amazing experience and then shortly after that we did the coach house with those Motley. but we've basically played um you name you know from a from a little dive bar to house of blues to you know the ventura uh fairgrounds that we did the warp tour so and we've also done some performances outside the country as well so and what do you have going on anything big planned for the summer you know, for the summer, our what we're focusing is on the Warp Tour. That's our biggest push right now. We want to mm-hmm. really um, c- go back to the Warp Tour, and uh, we're actually working on new, new material. We're preparing to uh, hopefully release, um, you know, about four songs. So we're, um, you know, and we're planning right now. We're we're working with some promoters to get some dates at the um, Slide Bar, at the Troubadour, and we're lining up basically our summer dates right now. Nice, nice. Do you need a lot of sleep? <laughs> <laughs> sleep? No, you know, you can operate in with. Four to six hours. <laughs> oh my gosh! Plus, with kids, they're like, "Daddy, Daddy, wake up!" And you've just gone to bed, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's unbelievable. Well, you sent me two songs, uh, right. "Above and Beyond" and "See It Through." Which one do you want to play? Um, you know what? Um, let's try "Above and Beyond." That's a that's a good song. Nice. So. All right, let's take a quick break, and uh, this is the Almighty Grind. We'll be back just a quick bit with more from Fernando. Cool. Thank yeah. you. That was the almighty grind, and we're joined again by Fernando. So tell me, are you singing on this track? No, no singing. I don't do any singing. Hold on, let me, uh... Okay, we'll play another one later. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, all set to, like, keep playing them. They're really good. Cool. Very nice. Yeah, no, so no vocals on my end. Um, I... Most... All the guitar work, and uh, with my my buddy, Mike Renaud, we basically... uh, He's the engineer. He's he's the master. <laughs> nice, nice. And how many people in the band? We have uh, six. Uh, we have uh, basically two guitar players, bass player, singer, drummer, and a DJ. Very nice. Yeah. And it sounds like you're just your fan base is just growing and growing. 
Yeah, it has. You know, it's 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 amazing what's what's happened in the last couple of years. Um, you know, one of the things I guess I should mention. You know, our focus is um, it's not only the live performance and you know being a band like you, like routine bands are. You know, gigging and things like that. But our focus is really music licensing. That's our what I would say is like one of our core uh, components. Mm-hmm. We've done quite a bit of uh, projects within that arena. So it's, it's tell me very, about that. Um, basically, we, you know, when we recorded our first album, uh, we had some interest from um, the action sports, uh, basically, industry, because mm-hmm. the energy of the music. Sure. So we started uh, getting into uh, projects that were, you know, we, w- we weren't getting paid from, but it was getting our music out there. So we did things for uh, this uh, gentleman called, uh, named Michael Reardon, what he did, some rock climbing videos. Mm-hmm. We also did some uh, a project for Warren Miller, uh, his film Impact. I don't know if you're familiar with Warren Miller, but he does snowboarding videos. Yeah. And uh, he's been a longtime filmmaker, and uh, they used our uh, one of our tracks to... Um, as one, as a trailer of, of the marketing and also in, in within the the movie itself. It was, Very nice. It, yeah, it was awesome. So, we've done a lot of uh, over seventeen episodes within uh, the real world and road rules. Oh. Uh, yeah. So they we we have a, a connection with MTV there that uh, uh, from the new album See It Through they've actually picked up some of those songs as well. So it's it's been great. Um, that's one thing that we really love love yes. to get yes. our music out. So, any films at the Newport Beach Film Festival coming up that your your music is featured? Uh, no, you know we haven't targeted that, uh, but um, not we yet. Don't, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, but it, but that's one of our. Like, we're constantly pushing that. So. Yeah, you should. You should definitely. I can definitely see this is something that's just starting. Yeah. So we're. You know, that's one of the things that in the studio. I mean, we have besides our three albums, we have a library of music that it's it's insane. So. Mm-hmm. Did you ever imagine that this would continue from high school friendship to this? <laughs> you know, um, I didn't. I didn't expect it to be. You know, the level of success we've gotten this far. But um, you know, music is within all of us in, in the band. It's it's our lives. You know, it's uh, yeah. if there's no music, there's no life. Like, that's kind of right. like my my yeah. outlook. So well, that's why I was thinking. You know, the theme of my show is get the funk out. And what better way to get out of your funk than music? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. It is amazing. So where would you like to see this go? Um, you know, it's a good question. Um, we've, you know, we've been looked at by um, several um, labels, and, you know, it just never makes business, has, it hasn't made business sense to us, the, mm-hmm. the deals that we've gotten offered, you know. So yeah. we've kept it independent. Um, we want to, obviously, we, we'd love to make this the primary um, career. Yes. You know, so it's, um, if we can get there via... You know, licensing, doing uh, film projects—that's one of our really uh, one of the things that we really look look forward to. And and if a record deal comes in or some sort of uh, distribution deal, we we definitely are open to it. But it has to make financial sense. It can't be just um, right. you know getting on a tour bus and eating McDonald's every day. No way, so, it doesn't work. Yeah, so you know, most of us, you know, we we you know we own homes. We have you know we have lives. You know that yes. we have a we have a a lifestyle that needs to get to be supported. So yeah. And you have five kids. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> no, and you don't want to be on a tour bus eating McDonald's. You know, that was okay maybe when you were 20, but no right, way. Right. No way. So, so that's kind of what, what we look forward to. You know, we're going to continue to write music. We're, not, we're You know, we're going to continue to be independent. But if something comes our way that makes uh, business sense, then mm-hmm. we'll definitely jump on it. If people want to find out more information about you, you have a website you can throw out? Yeah, we have um, what we push is our Facebook. That's our primary uh, source. So right. it's basically facebook.com forward slash Almighty Grind. So. Nice, nice. But that's our main um, engine right now. Great. Well, we're going to play one more song. And anything else you want to add before we wrap it? 
Um, we just want to get everybody to get to the Ernie Ball website, um, and you can get through the website uh, by going to our Facebook and just click on um, the icon there and share, comment, vote, listen to music, and also on iTunes. We have our CD um, there as well, so you can check it out. Nice. And, um, yeah. Any music videos of you on YouTube? Yeah, we have a, uh, basically, if you do a search on YouTube, and actually, actually, if you go to our Facebook page, it has a link to our channel and uh, has all our videos. I mean, we have a, a gazillion videos, and they're mm. really good quality, and you'll enjoy them. And I saw some great shots of the band at um, Sundance. That was very cool. Yeah, definitely. It was yeah. a great experience. Nice. <laughs> well, you have an awesome day. Say hi to my friends at Veer and Gardehart, and uh, I want to thank you for calling into the show. Well, thank you so much all for right. having me. Talk thank to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. That was Fernando Navarro from the Almighty Grind. We're going to wrap up the show with one last song. This is See It Through. And up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. If you want to find out more about getting on the show, it's very simple. Send an email to Janine. That's J-A-N-E-A-N-E at K-U-C-I dot org. If you missed any part of the show, it'll be up on my blog within the next hour, which is HTTP colon slash slash getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Have an awesome Monday, everybody. Wondering if I'll keep up